Yes, guys, welcome back to a brand new podcast, episode 37, and I'm just going to set the scene. We're sat outside my house <laughs> in a car. People must be walking past going, you know what? Is that a cap selection there? Like They're surprise to- someone. <laughs> about to go storm a house. This is the dedication we have got. We don't want to wake anybody up inside, and we don't have any time this evening and to get it up for tomorrow. So, here we are. Here we are. Early doors, getting some good podcast content for all you, so appreciate it. I've actually got a, a brew in my hand as well, so cheers. Cheers for mine, mate. Thanks for I didn't me think one. that, but I was running late. Look at that. Didn't make me one, did he? Didn't bring me one out. Nope. Anyway. Shut up. Let's start this week's pod a little bit differently. Normally, we have a few sections. We have Chopper of the Week, Tour Trash Talk, Watch Your Beef, and Tech Talk. However, this week, we are going to start with Alex telling us about his experience at the Open. I'm still extremely jealous, mate. Oh, mate. So, so you were there Wednesday, weren't you? So Wednesday, travelled down Tuesday afternoon, and by the way... Long old journey, that, It's it? a long way from it. A long old journey. So I'll tell the whole scene. Got the train to Euston. Nice. And then uh, it's like a 10-minute walk to St. Pancreas. Pancreas. I can't yeah. say that station, so I'll let you do that. And then about an hour and 20-minute train from there, straight into Sandwich. And what a place Sandwich is, by the way. You, you described it to me country. as like quite a quaint like town like village it kind of vibe really, it really is like it, it's really nice like everyone seems very posh though well yeah very posh but you it, and the other thing is you literally couldn't be further away it's pretty much france isn't it it's pretty much france you can see dover nearly. yeah mate it's uh it's a long way but what was the course like when so when you arrived sorry what what was it like so like we walked from where we were staying into the uh, golf course and you go through the thing you have to do your covid test and show show basically a negative covid test yeah which even perfectly honestly is a fucking farce really because you just do that lateral flow and bit of water on it <laughs> but, but i'm sure people do that's the thing isn't it it's can it's, i clarify i didn't know did you properly. didn't do it properly i saw him do it but it is just so easy to, yeah. to sort of get around yeah like, people were really wanting to get around it and show that they're a negative test and they were actually feeling okay, so, like, asymptomatic. Yeah. They could easily get around it just because they really wanted to go to the open, mm. right? So, I mean, anyway, but not to go away from the course. So, you walk in, massive tented village, as it always is. Um, they've done this thing this year about the water bottle being sustainable and not, like, buying loads of plastic. So, you bought, like, a nice... Like canned water. Canned water. It's really, yeah. really good. And then you can refill it for free uh, once you've bought it. So that's quite cool. Um, so the golf course. So we literally walked straight to the second tee, thinking it was the first. Uh, Classic. Because <laughs> no, where you walked in, it was like to our right, whereas the first tee was like back and left, like a big grandstand around it. But it looked like the 18th um, green. You know, we always have a big yeah, grandstand yeah, around yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. It was that big. It was like the 18th green. Yeah. So massive grandstand around the first. We walked to the second, and straight away we saw Richard Mansell, Aaron Rye, uh, and American player, which I can't remember his name, I apologise, um, tee off the second hole. Um, and you know what surprised me? Like, how bad some of the shots are they hit. Really? Not bad, but like, we then went and watched like DJ, Dustin, uh, Bryson, uh, and Mickelson all in the same group. And they were wanging it all over the gaff. Well, because I, I even... You showed me a video of DJ teeing off, and I said, I said, literally said to you, watched him hit it, and went, he's missed that left on it. Like, cause he was like leaning, like. But yeah. the the thing I would say to that is, at that point, it doesn't matter. Does it? They're like no, trying no. to find the course and exactly. find their and way I'm aren't sure they? They're not even played it yet, and this is on the Wednesday, and they're just sort of getting a look in about where to hit it, where not to hit it, and yeah, just like having a good laugh. You know what was really interesting? All the top players seem to have a um, uh, I forgot what it's called. Uh, like not like a trap man it's no, oh, GC quad yeah all had a GC quad um, to basically record every shot on the golf course uh, Mickelson had it Mickelson looked like he was trying to jump all over everything but overall when you get there on the golf course it was like straight away this is not a bomber's paradise which is no. really nice to see because it wasn't a particularly short golf course no but on the same token it wasn't a bomber's paradise yeah. so it gave you um, basically an opportunity for the best ball striker the guy who's going to play smart, the guy who's going to hit most fairways and most greens, i.e. Morikawa, who yep, stays in, yep. two people that are sort of, that like, sort of like long but steady away, like yeah, finding fairways, finding exactly. greens. As opposed to your likes of Bryson, Dustin, I know he's a straighter driver, but he's, he's more in that sort of bomber category. Yep. And even you can argue, argue Brooks, like yep. Brooks and even Rahm, like, they all came good on the last day, 
when they probably reined it back a bit or found a bit of rhythm or finally got to grips with the golf course, whatever they, whatever it was, it wasn't down their street. Whereas if you see each and every one of the US Open, the Masters, how boring is it becoming because all the top players are the ones just winning every single time. Yeah, they and they can just lever it long. Like Bryson even said at the US Open last year when he won, I'm just going to hit it long and wedge on. Didn't matter that the rough was thick. It didn't matter because their thick rough is very, very different to our thick rough over Mate, here. and thick rough. Because I think I'm right in saying, thick rough. yeah, I I heard that they hadn't cut the rough in two years. Yeah, mate. And in some spaces, it was a lot thicker than others. So, like down the first on the right hand side was really, really thick. Yep. Um, and you saw like loads of players go in it, which I thought was was quite surprising because it back on the tee on the first tee it didn't look that narrow, but obviously, yeah, it was. Yeah. Um. And there's other really big like culprit holes where it's a lot thicker, but mm-hmm. then it's it was quite sporadic in parts. Overall, what a brilliant day. Like yeah. long, but absolutely brilliant day. Seen the golf course. I've not been to one since I was like twelve. Um and yeah, get me back. Okay, so you just said get me back. Question is then mm. are we going to St Andrews next year? Well, I need to get something booked. <laughs> right then. It's on. St Andrews next year. We could do a podcast from St Andrews. All, all jokes aside, we do. If we, if we are going to do that, we need to book somewhere now. Right, okay. Well, how to do a good walk trip to the Open next year then? <laughs> and Stay tuned. Hopefully, they, they need. We need Airbnb. <clears throat> and if anybody wants to reach out, they got an Airbnb. Yeah. What, <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll we, we pay. But yeah. mates' rates would be great. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So let's now go on to our usual format and start with Chopper of the Week. Can I say one thing? I think I feel like I didn't really give a good synopsis of my day there. Really, I think you did. You've you've Told us what you did. Told us who you saw. You you did some very 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 smart photos and stuff for American golf. Are you there? A bit of advertising. Had a great burger. Missed that off. Had a great burger. The um, food on the little. I um, think people are more bothered about the golf, mate. Just let you know, the food on the uh, little stores were brilliant. And this is something else. You got fully kitted out for the day, didn't you? Did All I? new gear. Did I? New hat. All that stuff. New hat. New stuff. New shoes. new shoes, Alpha Cat shoes. It's weird traveling down there. I didn't even need to take any anything. Clothes. Yeah, going down there thinking, never forgotten something. I did take some anyway, just in just case. In ca- just in case it didn't <laughs> fit. <laughs> what I mean? That they got you the wrong size. Oh, okay, fair. You're so touchy. So touchy early in the morning. <laughs> saying I'm fat. No, I'm not. Let's move on to chopper of the week then. And there were a couple. We are going to talk about Tyrrell Hatton first. Did you see his absolute meltdown? Tell you what, he's like a child, isn't he? Snapping clubs, before. snapping clubs, sweat. There's a there's a video of him making a putt, walk, missing it, Did walking he miss up, the cut? walking up. No, making a putt. Did sorry. Did he miss the cut though? Uh, no, 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 made the cut. Oh, did he miss the cut? No, it's you've dropped me in it again. Maybe he did miss the cut. I mean, it's immaterial. I'm just saying his behaviour is just childish. Yeah, well, there was a picture of him missing, a, a video of him missing the putt, walking up, pointing at the ball, and or pointing at the line, or pointing at something, going, that's fucking bollocks. I mean, it's brilliant. <laughs> like, I love him as a golfer, but I just think, like, where his position in the game now, right? You can't do that. You can't do that. Like, he doesn't scream class, that's all I would say. No. Yeah, he missed the cut. Like, you don't get Tiger walking up to a ball going, you fucking knob. No, exactly. And then, it, apparently, there's also a picture of him giving the middle finger to someone. <laughs> Mate, <laughs> I mean, the guy's an unbelievable golfer. I, I th- if I'm you sure just concentrate on that. Yeah, I'm sure, like, he's he's not in, in the outside the heat of the battle. He's probably nice. I'm sure he's a lovely bloke. but And, it, and it's obviously one of them where, well, potentially one of them where he just gets in this zone and... If someone starts going wrong, he loses his head. But <laughs> if he, I, I you know just what I think, imagine like you know those little things, the head bubbles. Just <laughs> starts going rage, yeah. <laughs> and the more it bubbles, <laughs> but the thing is, I I truly believe if he, that's something that he could. Okay, he needs a little bit of it, but yeah. if he could control it, it could be ridiculously good. But he, like, why are you snapping clubs? You snap, you, instantly, you put yourself at disadvantage because you might need that club. 100%. Secondly. Like swearing at putts, do it under your breath. Like literally, you can hear him go, "That's fucking bollocks." That. Yeah, right. I just think uh, it's just not a good. There's things it? and what things you can do. Tyrrell, I've got a tip for you. Got a real good tip for you here. Ten step rule. Is that what you're gonna say? No, I wasn't gonna say that. Oh. I was gonna say to rip a glove. 
rip a glove. Like he's gonna have add countless gloves, right? And if he wants to break something, rip a glove. Yeah, the thing is, there's only so many gloves you can carry. Yeah, but the gloves are carried. Then <laughs> gloves, you've got an unlimited number. Yeah, very true. Clubs, you've only got fourteen. <laughs> very, very good point. Very good point. And our second chop of the week, and I think everyone knows what's coming here. We're going to talk about this in a little bit more depth a little later on. Bryson de fucking shambles. Bryson de shambles. I mean, I'm not being funny. Blame the weather. Blame the course. Blame yourself. Don't Last blame your sponsor. You is blame your sponsor, innit? Especially when he is like a cobra through and through in the sense of he's helped design all the clubs. Yeah, exactly. Like, And it's not like... To come out and say the driver sucks in an interview, live on air, it's not like... It's almost as if they're not doing enough. And it's like, well, hold on a minute. They're trying to keep up with you. Yeah, they, he, he's been the one not wanting to use a new driver. He's the one that, do you know what I mean? Like, in my, in my instance here, right, you're paid big money from a company. Huge money. Is you've got massive. to, yes, you are the athlete. So first and foremost, you've got to perform. So you've got to make sure your equipment's right. But on this second point, without them selling drivers or equipment, you don't get paid. No, exactly. So exactly. you've got to meet halfway in that. Yeah. And I'm I, not being funny. You've got a 48-inch driver with a five-degree face. There's fucking no chance you're gonna hit all the fairways. Exactly, I completely agree. And I can also confirm, Puma, if you want to sponsor me, I'm more than willing to take offers. And, so that 30 and, million you were spending on Bryson, Josh will take one. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And the rad speed is fantastic. And I will vouch that <laughs> the, the rad speed is fantastic. Actually, I hit it. I hit it really nice. You, hit it, you actually biff it, mate. So I reckon you could hit it further than Bryson. Do you know what? It's <laughs> it's probably it's probably one of those things that could happen. Yeah. <laughs> no, do you know what? Just well, I'll speak about it later. We'll go on to that more later. Yeah. So let's move on to tour trash talk, and obviously we are going to give you a full, comprehensive look at the open. If it's just got a little bit louder in here, we just had to turn the fans up. We do apologise. It is really hot. Um, <laughs> like a greenhouse in here, mate. It is. Yeah. Um, so obviously the winner, Colin Morikawa, fifteen under par. He had a Four under par final round, I want to say, and just without going down the list just yet, I just want to say this lad, twenty-four years old, is a joke. I, I, and it's, it's annoying me that I didn't pick him because I even said to someone last week after we'd done the podcast, I said to someone, I'd, I was playing golf and I said to the, the brother I was playing with, I won't be surprised if Morikawa wins it because of how good his irons are, and lo and behold, his irons. He's, he's like, won it, didn't it? He's, That's he's like a stroke it. better on his yeah. uh, his strokes gained iron plate than so I think everyone else. I think the stats were he was one point nine six and the one behind him was like point nine three or something, isn't it? Yeah. Like that is ridiculous. Just put that in perspective. Over a tournament, that's four shots better than everybody else. And the thing is, the scary thing is, this is his second major. He's twenty four years old, and we're gonna go, I'll go into some stats about him once we've gone I through mean, the rest of the leaderboard. A new tiger. This is my thing, and I want to discuss that with you. But first, let's talk about tied, uh, second Who place, second? Jordan Spieth. Who came second? Jordan Spieth, mate. And third place was John Rahm and Lee Stazen. Behind mine, baby! Just, mate. Only just. And I'm just going to say this now. If you want any betting tips, we're your men. Don't go for our wins, though. Uh, Josh, just put that there. We can't condone betting. We can't condone betting. We if can't. you were to bet, not that we're encouraging you to bet... <laughs> We do have some tips. Yeah, because I'm quite quietly impressed with that. Second and third. You know what? Like I thought Jordan Spieth gave it a real, real good go. You know, he's come out, come out with this statement saying, um, basically, he feels like his game's getting back to where it was yep. when he was playing in, like, 2018, 2017, yep. or whenever and, it was. And the proof's in the pudding with that because of the, the results that he's putting in. Yeah, but he he's, is close, mate. He looks back under control. Yeah, he does. And he's, do you know what? Still doesn't look... It's better, but doesn't look as good as it was back then, and it showed on the um, late on the Saturday when he missed that short pull. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. putting. Like, it still is better. I think his overall game is a much better place, but his putting doesn't look... He didn't look like he was going to drain any of those long putts, which you sort of no. expect him to hold, or expect, yeah. used to expect him to hold. Um, I remember there was a point where he was an absolute joke with a putter. Yeah. 
Um, then, so we had John Ram there in tied third with Louis Hazen. They were 11 under par. Jordan Spieth was 13 under par. And then other notable finishes, Kepka had a 5 under final round to finish tied 6th at 8 under par. Poulter tied 26th with Fitzpatrick, Chauflay and some others at 3 under par. DeChambeau tied 33rd. He had a 5 under final round as well to finish 2 under par. Like, the guy... These guys are putting putting some serious scores here, and, but this is this is the thing with like the Kepka, like you said, it's all well and good doing it final round, but it mean anything, does it? Really? No, for him, exactly. I know it obviously anybody else that finishes top ten in the Open, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's an unbelievable. But result. he's he's there for, for wins and that's it, isn't yeah, it? Especially when he comes out and says I only practice for majors. Yeah, and that way out, didn't it, mate? Exactly. So let's go back to and talk about Colin Morikawa now because. He joins Tiger Woods as the second player ever to win both the Open and the PJ Tour before turning 25. I think the most impressive thing is it's his first Open. Yep, so that's that's the other stat Interestingly, is. Interestingly, is it his first Open as a pro? It's his first Open. In general. He's, he's the first player to win two different majors on debut. That's ridiculous. So obviously he won the PJ Championship last year, he won the, um, the Open this year. But this is the other thing as well I want to bring up about Colin Morikawa. His finishes in majors is a joke. Honestly, I was looking at this yesterday and I think other than the Masters, mm. he's always been very, very close. Uh, majors results. Here we go. Like, stupid good. So, he had the Masters, he was tied 18th this year. Mm-hmm. Not a bad result for your first Masters. He won the PGA Championship last year, tied fourth at the US Open this year and won the and won the Open. This guy is stupid, mate. Stupid good. Question is, is it a purple patch or is he actually class? I think he's class, mate. The, his irons are, are, are like ridiculous. Well, we said this about Jordan. We did. But I think that could happen to any golfer. But if he carries on the form that he's in... Yeah, we can say that about Jordan. Yeah, but he didn't, did he? That's my point. My point is what I'm saying is you can say that about you could say that about well, Justin Thomas could be there or John Rahm or but my point I'm saying is if he carries on the form that he's he's got now, which is possible and that he could, with what you said before, we could have another tiger on our hands. Is it worth putting a bet on? There you go. Not that we're condoning by him. Yeah. Um that he will surpass Jack's major record. How many? How many? Must Jackson make his record? Well, Tiger's got fourteen, hasn't he? I think it's fifteen. I think. Well, I would say yes because he's extremely young to be winning majors. Yeah. Like I know Tiger was was young, obviously he won before before turning twenty five, but he's extremely young to win majors. He's proven that he's always there, thereabouts. Like you, I think. The, I think. I think he came on tour in two thousand nineteen. Joking, eh? And then we had the pandemic. Mm. And now he's been 18th, 4th, and 1 2. So, yes, the mate. Guy's yes, an mate. He's an animal. Um, and I, whether he beats Jack's record or not, I think he will be a multiple, multiple major winner. He will, he will win. I reckon he'll get the Grand Slam. I reckon he'll win them all because what he only needs a. Masters in the US Open now. Mate, he could he could literally hold them all in one in one year. Yeah. Because he's got the last two. Yep. He could get the next. No. No, sorry. No, no, no he, he won last year, no. didn't he? Yeah. So but he can get the career in yeah. the sense of, in the sense of he's got the PJ. He just needs the US Open now, and yeah. then, and then the the Masters. I think the Masters will be the tricky one. Yeah, oh, I agree. But I agree. To finish tied 18th in your first out in there. Is a, some performance in it, some performance. Um. I want to I want to say a quick word on Louis Hazen now. So he missed out again in a major. What is it with him? Do you think? What is it? <sighs> I don't know. Wait, he's like, it's not like he bottles winning. He's won multiple times. Yeah, and he's won the Open before, but it it just almost like he wasn't at that same level in that final round as he was all week. Like, but he's he's the way he's performed, especially recently up there in the PGA, up there in the US Open, up there in the Open, like. It's a matter of time before he wins another one for me. But it was almost like that final round, he just wasn't quite the same. He wasn't finding the positions that he was finding earlier in the week. Mm. Um, 
because here's a stat for you. He now holds the record for the lowest 36-hole total in the Open. Impressive. 129. That is impressive. That is a joke, considering that the, the <laughs> par is I think, I think is he might 70. go around 129, mate, in one round. It's a bit harsh, isn't it? <laughs> you don't reckon he'd get around in less than 129? I think you'd have to play ridiculously well. I think I could. Now I've found my game again. I think I could. Yeah, okay. Because I've found my game. It's better. He still didn't win on Friday. Just. Just. Hold on. It's the first time you've won. It is not the first time that we've won. Anyway, do you think Ustazen will win a major over the next couple of years if he keeps playing like he's playing? You can't it's write just him that, It's just that final hurdle, isn't it? It's like It's almost like it's been a bit like Rory in reverse. But, but not to the point where he's like falling off an absolute cliff, but he's getting there, he's getting to the last round, he's out in the last group or the second to last group, and he's just not piecing that final round together. It's a funny one, I don't know, you can't even, you, you can look at his round and you can't even go, oh well it was, you played terribly, because he just played okay. Like. Yeah, so his final round, he, so he finished 11 under par, and his final round he shot, oh no. One under was it? Uh, no, I don't think it was one no, over. One over. One over, I think, yeah. Um, let me have a quick look here. Ustazen shot, yeah, 71, one over. Like, other than, like, let me have a look at his his third and f- his third round. So after round three, why has that not changed? Oh, it's not working. The website's not working. But he was, what, two shots clear? Three mm. shots clear? Going into the final round, so... Eight, that that for me shows how good Morikawa was to come back. Yeah, but he didn't, he, I know he, I know, know Morikawa won, uh, and he did shoot a ridiculously good score. But it does help when the guy you're playing with shoots one over par. It does, but he had he was four under for the day. Yeah, I'd, I I agree, but when you're seeing your playing partner sort of hack it about a bit. Yeah, but just looking at the scores here on that final day, so there was the top three players, so. Morikawa, Spieth and Rahm all shot 66s. Mm-hmm. Then there was Usain 71, Dylan Fratelli 68, Kepka 65, they Hughes defi- 69. Going back to the golf course, they definitely got it settled right because that Saturday was really tough. Yep. Scores weren't easy. No. And then the Sunday was sort of very rewarding, the fact that if you did hit some good iron shots, there were a few flags where you still could make some birdies. Yeah. Um, showing with the early guys shooting five under par, and then obviously Morikawa shooting four under. So, again, going back to RNA, better than the USGA. They got it right. Definitely. Also, while you mentioned the RNA, you may remember last week, guys, we had a discussion about it being the Open or the British Open. It's the Open. Did you see the interview from the head of the RNA? Did you see the interview from the head now, Yeah. And you see what he said? What did the board say? What did the board say? He said, what does the board behind me say? Someone asked him, is it the British Open or the Open? What does the board behind me say? And as we all know, the board says the Open, so I was correct. Thank you. It used to be called the British Open. Yeah, but it's Just not anymore, it is it? There. So, let's talk about big Bryce, you know. Bryce and DeChambeau. All I'm saying They've is they could easily get rid of him. Mate. To come out and say that the driver sucks is ridiculous. And it's, so I want to put this into perspective, right? Your average driver is 10 and a half degrees, isn't it? Yeah. Like your, your sort of standard driver. Obviously, you can loft them up, loft them down. And you normally loft them down to 9 degrees mm-hmm. the, the, on the adjustables, isn't that right? Something like that. He's using a, a driver face with 5 degrees of loft. 5 degrees of loft. That is a joke. But obviously it's because he swings it so quick, isn't it? Yeah, but imagine... Basically, he's trying to swing it ridiculously quick. He's trying to hit up on the golf ball with a low amount of loft to reduce his spin. Anytime you're taking spin off the golf ball, it is so easy to hit off the planet. Like, straight off the planet. So, yes, okay, he's going to hit longer, but he's in the wrong freaking part of the game. When you go into that realm of game, right? Yes, okay, you're gonna have some events where you perform well, whatever. But you're in the sort of oh, I'm just going for the long drive aspect. You're gonna get found out, especially you, at places like the Open, where the rough is as thick as it is. You know what? I hope I hope everywhere finds him out because he's ruining the game in my sense. 
You can't cut comments like that when you've got people supporting you. could say, I just can't get the driver right for me at the minute. But that's just saying that could be technically, that could yeah. be equipment. Like, put it this way, if he got and got a Callaway driver with five degrees of loft on a 48-inch shaft, he would still hit it off the planet. Of course he would. It's this the, the thing for me is, I don't think he's really in the game, because I think he brings something different to the game. But you can't then come out and accuse others for your mistake. You your think his you game's I mean? built around him freaking hitting it how far and of it's not it performing is. and then he's trying to blame his equipment. Yeah, and that's what that's his his downfall. I don't think I don't think him him playing like he plays ruins the game because I think the game without people doing things differently, the game could be monotonous, couldn't it? Yeah. Like Morikawa is an unbelievably good iron striker, but his drive's not that long. Bryson Biffs it, so you get you're getting best of both worlds. You're getting someone that's picking across a part of his irons, and you're getting yeah, someone that's sure. It on. But do you know what I mean? Like, but what's his you game? Can't what's, blame. The, what's the aim of his game? Is he here to entertain? Then that's fair enough. Yeah. Is he here to win majors? Well, yeah, you're gonna win a few. He's got one. You're gonna win so far. He's, yeah. He'll probably win a few. Yeah. But I'd put it this way: I don't think he's ever gonna win an open if you play playing like that. I'm surprised he even made the cut, mate. I'm yeah, I mean, he got him by the skin of his teeth, didn't he? But, so his comment was, if I can hit it down the middle of the fairway, that's great, but the driver right now, the driver sucks. It's not a good face for me, and we're still trying to figure out how to make it good on the miss hits. I'll give you a clue, mate. Don't miss it. Not that. Just get some more loft and hit it a bit softer. Mm, exactly. Like you're still, He's still going to be He's not going to be short, is he? Exactly. So... The response from Cobra, so it was Ben Showman. I hope I got that right. Uh, he's Cobra's tour operations manager, and he responded to the comments by saying it's painful when he says something that stupid. So he didn't hold back. He put, everyone's bending over backwards. It's really, really painful when he says something that stupid. He's never really been happy, ever. Like, it's very rare where he's happy. Now he's in a place where he's swinging a five-degree driver with 200-mile-an-hour ball speed. Everybody's looking for a magic bullet. Well, the magic bullet becomes harder and harder to find the faster you swing and the lower the loft gets. Every ingredient has been added to the difficult salad. A difficult salad? Hell of an analogy. <laughs> know, yeah. Hell of an analogy. Literally, it can't be any more of a challenge. So it's that constant work in progress. But this is the thing. They've got, they've got guys constantly working on trying to find him a driver, right? Mm-hmm. And he's obviously setting, got a mindset of, and no, I'm swinging this as fast as I can, so you need to find something. Surely there's got to be a point where they sort of push back and say, right, hold on, mate, why don't you hit it like 195 ball speed? Do you know what I mean? As opposed to 206. And just to have a little bit of compromise there, because like we said, I you're agree. still going to biff it. Still going to be 300 plus, 350, 320 What does everybody say? You've got to have a fairway finder, right? He doesn't have that mode. Yeah. I'm sure he does, but like, yeah. I, I think he's just discredited himself. Yeah, he's tarnished a big brand. Yeah, and he could lose his sponsor. So the only reason why I don't think they would get rid of him is because of the whole one length story. Yeah, how that's built around Cobra Puma, and and also like he's, he is a very good player. He is, and but so this is this is the another comment that came out, which I think is damning for Bryson. So he went on to say, he, he caddied from uh, the Rocket Mortgage Classic earlier in the month when he split from his caddy, Tim Tucker. And he continued, he said, it's like an eight-year-old that gets mad at you. Yeah. That's it's not a good look, is it? No. Um, so obviously then Bryson came out and said he regrets what he said and all this, but you've said it at that point. And yeah. obviously you can't take those words back. No. It doesn't look good for him. And I don't, like you said, I don't think they'll get rid of him, but... I think there'll be some words said where it's like, you can't do that. Because we're bending over backwards to get it right for you. You're trying to swing the club stupid speeds. Like, what what more do you want? What more can you do for Exactly. Them? But uh, something else I want to mention. Brooks Koepka obviously couldn't let this go. Couldn't couldn't let it go by without having a little dig. I absolutely adored all this. It's so funny to see. So, in an interview, Brooks basically came out. Going through his interview, he said, Yeah, the driver's great. I love my driver. Love it, absolutely love it. And then he also put a picture on Twitter of him hitting a driver saying driving into the weekend. Like, mate, I've seen this meme, right? So it's um, it's basically um, I don't know what what program it's from. Uh, and this guy hits the driver, 
and he goes off the planet. And he's like, God damn it, just got this re-gripped. It just does not work. So one of these guys is like, no, no worries, calm down. We're only having a bit of fun. Anyway, so the guy walks over and goes, hey, man, use my new one. And it's got, like, Brooks's head on it. And he's like, what? Really? Really? I'll try it. So he tries it, uh, hits it, and snaps it. As in the guy with Bryson's yeah, yeah, yeah. head on it. Oh, honestly, I was pitying myself. So I saw, so if you cash your mind back to the PJ Championship, mm. When the whole, when it all sort of started, didn't it? it all sort mm. of kicked off with Brooks doing the interview and then Bryson walking behind him saying you just gotta start online. Um so I saw that video with Brooks head all the way put, no, put back on it, but from his interview at the open saying, I love my driver and then Bryson walking behind him, the driver sucks, man. <laughs> but the, again, I think this is great for golf. I think Brooks Brooks kept good just He's looking to boil piss at any opportunity. I think it's fantastic. But something I do want to say, is something that I noticed and I think you noticed as well, Alex, there's a lot of guys out there that aren't necessarily using the latest gear. Oh, DJ. Uh, mate, there's a hell of a lot. DJ using last year's sim. Mate, there's... Um, thingy, there's so many, like, Taylor Mick- players Mick- using... Is still using the Maverick as well? Yeah. Mate, there's so many players using older gear. But I wonder why that is, like... Uh, I've, well, I've as seen a good player, you just get used to something that performs, and if you've won or you had good results with something, why would you want to change it? Well, I think the, the one because I've seen uh, DJ using the new sim. You know what? Well, a lot my of them do. thought on the paint job. Yeah, well, my thought on that was that maybe he feels he can control the older one a little bit more, and this is a golf course where he needs to control it. Do you know what I mean? As opposed yeah. to it being biff it and I can get away with it, because obviously, realistically, whatever driver he is, he's going to be fine. Like, I mean, I mean, they're all searching for this extra, like, three to four yards. I mean, they all absolutely bomb it as it is. And that's something, that's why I want to go back to you being there. You showed me the video of Bryson hitting. Mm. What's it actually like to watch him, like, swing out of his shoes like that? Like, because he is moving so quick, mate. And the noise. It just and looks like an octopus swinging. Is it not impressive in any way? I'll show you again. Let me re jog your memory. Because I, I, I look at it and I think. It's impressive how he creates that speed and how he does all that. Um, but it's Give me it's the it's the I'd love to actually be there and witness it because even though like a DJ, he hits it a long, long way. A long. All long I would way. say is it just looks a little bit ungainly, a little bit wild, as opposed to poetry in motion is the way I'd describe it. Yeah. Okay, here you go, mate. There you go. Where's Bryce? You know. Because even Phil Mixon was swinging out of his shoes, wasn't he? Yeah, mate, and that really surprised me. It's just. It's mad to see how many people are there on the practice day. Oh, mate. I mean, he actually hit the fairway on this one. It is it's so hard as well. <laughs> like, like, spins on his front heel. Um, okay, let's move on. I want to talk about Billy Horschel. A couple of things. Firstly, did you see his back? Yeah, funny. How sick is that? He actually follows all the like, transfer window. Loves, loves his interview. Yeah. The, like, the guy with Tim Bart was like, uh, so what, what is it? Man, I just love it. I just love him as much as my Florida Gators. Yeah, big, <laughs> so, for those that don't know, Florida Gators are... Here he is, Mr. America. All right, all right. Captain America to me, right? Well, not wow, it has just got really hot in here. <laughs> turn the, hold on, I have to actually turn the car on. Get some air con on. Um, so, Florida Gators are... The basically a university team right. in Florida, yeah. So I'm assuming he is big on the American football. Um, so it's a, it's a university. I think it's a university of Florida. Anyway, material. But yeah, so but he, so he has their, their logo on his bag. But other than that, the bag is basically a West Ham advert. Um, it's West Ham colours, West Ham logo it's on the, the first side. First club he went to, isn't it? When he came over here. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. That why he's there. Um, so I think that's unreal. See, and there's some others knocking about, like Matt Fitzpatrick had a Sheffield United bag and things like that. And the also, did you see the Callaway bag? I know the Puma bag is sick. The black and the. By the way, you can go win that. You can. <laughs> oh no, that's how they go. The black and the. Yeah, it, the, the, the Callaway bag sick, was pretty but nice. The Callaway bag. I think it was a little bit nice. marmite though. I think because we were speaking about it with the boys who I was with, and they were like, some some of the lads were like, yeah, yeah, it's sick, it's really cool. Others were like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, it's a bit much, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Quite cool that for him to see that from Billy Horschel. It, it brings like another talking point yeah. and it shows a bit of his character done it and oh he obviously likes football kind of thing and 
I think it's quite good to see. But the why is thing... he using his feet, man? <laughs> how, how many gains did he get on that one? No, Billy, it's not that game, mate. The other thing I want to talk about: Did you see him nearly? Was that decking? heat exhaustion? Oh, I don't know. So he said basically he was on the practice range, and he was hitting some shots, and then he felt a little bit like spaced out. He said he was walking, and he was like just going to the right, and then obviously he basically managed to get himself to the first tee. See, I don't know whether it was on the second hole, but basically, he said that if you've not seen the clip on the second hole, he's on the green. He like stood over a putt and he makes the putt. I think the ball misses and he goes to walk towards the ball and he literally just can't walk straight. Like yeah, he's like literally stumbling, to, like like stumbling, like someone's pulling him to the left. Yeah, and he had to like stand, stop himself on his putter and stand there. So he came out and he said. Um, he put blame to his near collapse at the Open down to excessive, excessive eating of high sugar foods. Because he said that his favourite cereal, his breakfast over here, is crunchy nut corn flakes. <laughs> Surely it's the opposite when you have little too little sugar. So he's, he seemed in visible distress earlier during his round, appearing as if he was about to faint. After his first put on the second hole, the American was seen swaying to his left and lifting his head after lifting his head up from the putt. So he thought, he said, I feel better than I did earlier this morning. I woke up, had a bowl of crunchy crunchy nut cornflakes, my breakfast over here, which I love. I walked off the range and felt dizzy. I was trying to walk straight and my body was taking me to my right. I didn't know what I was go- what was going on. I was really dizzy and was fortunate enough that I was able to get some bars in me earlier in the round and that took care of the situation. Whenever my head was in that position for the long, for a long time looking down, and I put my head back up. I got really dizzy and didn't have any balance. Quite worrying that, isn't it? Very but he managed to finish his round. Unfortunately enough, some of the bars I had in my bag took care of the situation. So, quite a scary situation though. To and quite distressing to watch. I imagine him like oh, stumbling yeah. around the green. I remember seeing uh, uh, Jason Day when he had vertigo at the U.S. Open when it was at uh, Whistling Straits. Doing something similar, mate. Like, you have to lose line on the side, like. What? That's a lie down. Yeah. I've never seen that. Mm. Never I've seen sit that. down at least. Uh, another talking point for the weekend is John Ram got a little bit, uh, a little bit shirty in a in a press conference when someone asked him if he had tight hips. <laughs> have you seen this? Yeah. About about man, I've not got tight hips. Yeah. He's like basically someone asked him. Why about his swing being short and all this, and whether it's because he's got tight hips? And he was like, "I'm sick of people asking me if I've got tight hips." I've got strong glutes like Tiger. He explains yeah. why he swings like that, and actually, I didn't know this. I didn't know either. So, for those that haven't seen it, um, what he basically says is, he swings like he swings because when he was born, he had a club foot. Mm-hmm. So as I soon as his right he, foot was club foot, wasn't it? Yeah, his right foot, yeah. So as soon as he was born, they basically had to... He said his foot was turned 90 degrees to the right and, on like, and like, on top. And he, like, demonstrates it with his hand. Yeah. Um, and he said they had to break in, reposition his ankle, and he was in cast for, like, his first six months. Like, kept having yeah. to change his cast every week. Um, and he said that he... that So he doesn't have the mobility in his ankles. Yeah. It's nothing to do with his hips. So that's the reason why he swings like he does. But also, he talks about his wrist and saying his uh, flexibility in his wrist is poor going out. I don't understand that because it, as opposed to coming in. Yeah, but which like, is why he bows his wrist in the swing. It must be one must be different to the other. Rom- this one must. He's le- his lead to his left hand. Yeah, it must be easier to do this, which is why bows more maybe yeah, than which the is other. Why it's easy for him to get this way. Yeah. But it was really, if you've not seen it, go and check it out. Oh, it's all over social media. It was really interesting, actually, for him to yeah. break it down. Um, but I'm sure people knew this already, but they just, they just like to ask questions, don't they? But the thing is, with that, though, I don't look at his swing and think... I look at his swing and think, I wish I could swing it like that. No, I think he's swinging and think, bloody hell, he's got tight hips. Do you know what I mean? It's just, it's just typical media looking for a story. He's looking for something, isn't it? And that's what he's... Cause he gets a little says bit, tight hip stops him winning the Open. Because he, get, he gets quite shirty with him, doesn't he? In the yeah, sense of, I, I want to I stop this now. I want to yeah, put this to bed. Kind I, of thing. I would, I don't though, have tight If you've hips. got actually a medical condition that you're born with and someone's going, you've got tight hips, you've got tight hips. Mm. Just saying. Yeah. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. Um, and the final thing I want to touch on here, Will Zalatoris. Mm. Did you see this? By the way, can we can we just say one thing? That little putt that he missed. Oh, 
I'd have made that putt. Yippee doodah. As you all know, from Alex telling you, I am not the best putter, but I, I literally would have made this putt. So it was literally, let's say, two feet? Not even that. It looks like a it's foot. Sh- he hits it nearly toe shanked it. Oh, like, and it, but he doesn't even scare the hole. It's nowhere no. near the hole. Nowhere near the hole. Um, but I think this may have been after. So he's got a bit. He's got a bit of an excuse. I think he may have been after what happened. I don't care. So he had to withdraw after the opening round. So he shot a 69. So he's one under par. But he had to withdraw due to injury. He hurt his wrist hacking out of the rough. I made all that effort to get over it, and now I've got to pull out the open. No, pull out my first open because I'm hacking out of the rough. Not good that. You'd be absolutely good, wouldn't you? You gotta hold on tighter, Will. You gotta hold on tighter. More loft. <laughs> More loft. Hold on tight. That's right, isn't it? Awesome. Like, and a few things on the open here. I know you're not writing these down, but Zach Johnson, where was he? The few players, right, that didn't turn up. So word in the street is they weren't happy with all the COVID protocol coming to the open. What, in terms of things that they would have to do? No, no, no. As in the amount of spectators that were allowed in. Ah. It was quite cool to see all the spectators back, wasn't it, though? Oh, mate, it was brilliant. Like, and obviously, I was there on the practice day, so there was probably, like, let's say, there was 32,000 on the actual day of the, yeah. the event. There was about 10,000 when I was there. And it was it was just, it was class. And you didn't feel unsafe, actually, because, obviously, on that day, the grandstands were quite empty. Yeah. But also, like, you're in the open fresh air, like... That's the thing, isn't it? I think that's the difference between other sports Mate, you have 60,000 at Wembley. Well, exactly. But he probably wouldn't have been happy with that, though, would he? No, I'm By sure the sounds of it. I'm sure exactly. Um, right, let's move on. I want to touch on because there was a PGA Tour event this week, um, the Barbasol Championship. And the reason why I want to talk about this: so the winner was Seamus Power, but did you see James Hahn's third round? No, mate, he shot a sixty, a twelve under. A twenty-two par, Jesus. Twelve under in his third round. He didn't win. I think he finished tied fifth. But that, 12 under par. Seriously impressive. Mad that, isn't it? That is Seriously impressive. And there was no no um, no bogeys at all. He no had bogeys. pars, he had two eagles, pars and a, load, and a load of birdies. And how he didn't win, I don't know how far back, he was obviously quite a way back. I don't know what his fourth round was like, but I just wanted to mention that because that is really impressive and deserves being mentioned. Um, this week's events, we've got the... On the PGA Tour, we've got the 3M Open. I'm surprised how many big names played in this. So am I. They've obviously just sort of Gone. flown straight back. Yeah. So you've got DJ, Ricky uh, Fowler. He didn't play the Open. Yeah, he did. Did he? Yeah. Did well then, did he? <laughs> 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 you don't think he did too bad, actually. Didn't see his name all week. Nice to know that you were paying attention, Alex. Cheers. Um, yeah, no, we definitely played in the Open. 100%. I don't think he did. He'd, I mean, I promise you. I promise you he did. I'm going to find out when you finish now because that's I can't believe you've said that. Um, so, I did he finish now. He was he was not a million miles off. I'm sure he made the cut. To be fair, I'm, I'm scrolling quite a way down here now. Mm-hmm. He was definitely there. I don't think he was there. He was there, mate. I don't think he was there. Search, mate. I'm searching. Oh, he missed the cut. Well, Cheers. It was there though. <laughs> For two days. <laughs> two days. Um, so DJ's playing, Mickey Fowler's playing, Lou Donald, Cameron Champ, Tony Fee now, Sergio Garcia, Dylan Fratelli, Bobby Max going back over there. So he's, he's making the old uh, trip straight back over, Bobby Max. Yep. He's basically positioning himself on the PGA, really. Trying to, isn't he? Louis Eustazen's playing, Patrick Reed, Charles Swartzel, Matt Wolf's in there, Bubba Watson. I mean, interesting. Bubba Watson wasn't over here, was he? Quite, it's quite surprises me. Vid. Um, Guy Woodland's playing, and then so gone. Who reckon's gonna win that one out of them? Who's your pick? Did Garcia play the open? Yes. Uh, he's actually never seen him. I reckon Fratelli. Oh, I was going Okay, I'll pick someone else then. Uh, I would pick Guy Woodland. Why not? Um, European Tour, this is an interesting one. 
Support by Gareth Bale? What does it mean, support by Gareth Bale? Absolutely no idea. Maybe he's going to stand on the first tee. Maybe he's going to read Play well, lads. Play well. <laughs> Maybe he's going to stand on the tee. You <laughs> should do it like football commentary. And he's walking onto the first tee and he's coming in and we've got on the first tee, Richard Manson! <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be really loud, so I apologize. Yeah, sorry, yeah. If you're watching the car, just give it a little volume down and I'll put it back up. Um, so, yeah, the kazoo opens, put it by Gareth Bale. So it's in Wales, obviously. Um... So, the field includes Rich Mantle, Aaron Wright. It just sounds so cheap, doesn't it? Nicholas Colsart. It's a car thing, isn't it? Yeah, I know what it is. Justin Hardy, Matt Wallace. Van Tonder's playing again. Poppleton's playing. Oh, he's got an invite then. Yeah. Um, so, those don't know, we... Uh, well, you should know because you should have been listening, but we've been working and done some work with the 2020 Pro Tour. And we saw... Is it Nicholas Poppleton? I think it is, yeah. We saw him there in playing in some of those events and then obviously got himself in the open, open. yeah i'm right might be right in saying he plays euro pro so he has yep. no challenge tour category right okay so i mean now he's playing a european tour event if he can if he can give himself a good performance make the cut and finish in the top half after making the cut he might get another invite again yeah yeah well we'll uh we will update you next week on all the goings just on to with that sort of give you an idea that's how richard mantle did it who oh, is it he got, he an invite got a few invites. He played well on Challenge Tour, then played well enough on Challenge Tour to secure himself a card, and then that allowed him to basically move on and, and get get to final stage of qualifying. And and there he is now, playing the Open. Well, we will update you next week on all the goings on with that with those events. Something I want to touch on before we move on. Have you seen the? World ranking changes. Yeah, Ram's number one. So, Ram was number one after he won the US Open, wasn't he? And then the week after, DJ took it back. Yeah. Which baffles me because DJ didn't win the event. Yeah. But Ram, and I'm sure Ram finished above him or like one below him or something. Hmm. So, but now so. Still on points and who plays. Yeah. So it's all all changed again. So Ram's back at the top, followed by DJ, then Colin Markow's up to third. 24 years old. I just say how many Americans are inside the top 10? So you've got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 inside the top 10 now. <laughs> so I'll run through. We've got the first 15. So you've got Rahm, Johnson, Morikawa, Thomas, Chauflay, Deschambeau, Kepka, Cantley, Oosthuizen up at 9, Harris English 10. Mate, you've got 9 of the top 10. I know, Oosthuizen, sorry. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Victor Hovland, Tyrrell Hatton 12th. Patrick Reed, Jordan Spieth, McElroy. Not looking good for the uh, Ryder Cup, just saying. But you never know. Where is the, where's the Ryder Cup this year? Uh, Western Straits. Oh, yeah. Got no chance. Absolutely A no real chance. Real royal bending over, probably. Absolutely. So, normally now we'd have some beef. My only beef is uh, don't complain about your equipment. Be grateful for what you have, Bryson. Um, so. All right, Jesus. <laughs> So, shall I'll just mention Here's again the bread and wine. Cobra, <laughs> Cobra, if there's anything going, he's trying. Isn't he? he's trying. Um, let's move on to tech talk. Yes, and this is something that I found very interesting. So, um, I saw over the weekend sitting at Jay Lindbergh, fashionable golf clothing, right? Yep, irons. I saw this, but I don't understand this. Why would you go into the iron market when I mean, the iron market's so flooded already? This is the thing. Is it a one it, of a kind? Is it a one-off? Is it well? Is it a flash? Because it's in it's in conjunction with uh, Scottsdale Golf, isn't it? So Scottsdale Golf and Jalen Berg announced new limited edition irons. So obviously the limited edition that that suggests it's a one-off. Um, premium Japanese forged house Vega have teamed up with iconic ah, Swedish so fashion brand Jalen Berg. The Vega irons, then. Yep, to create a limited edition range of irons and wedges. Um, so they're not Jay Limber, the Vega Irons branded up, and they will be spenny, mate. But I don't understand why it still makes no sense as to why they would do it. Yeah, I think it's just a publicity thing, isn't it? I'm just trying to see if there's a price on it. So they're doing two sets, and they're available from four to pitching wedge. I wonder how many they're going to make. And they're doing wedges available in 52, 56, and 60 degree lofts. Very, very interesting. We'll keep an eye on this. There's no price on here at the minute. They'll be expensive because Vega are some of the most expensive clubs because they're like the Japanese steel, aren't they? Uh, okay. What's that mean? 
basically really soft and very expensive. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, we'll keep an eye out for them and see if we can bring an update on. I mean, the they just cons. look like a, a posh set of blades, don't they? Yeah, I mean, they just, if I'm honest with you, they look like a bit, just look like a Vega iron. Now, now. To I, don't to, I don't actually like the look of them. I don't. Is that is that bad? I, I know, bit, obviously, probably old. The top ones look a bit yeah. sort of like dated. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll keep you up to date on on any prices that come out for them because I'd be interested to see how expensive they are. Do you reckon they're going to be up there like PXG prices? Yeah, mate. Or more. More? More. 100% more. Yeah. Well, we'll keep you up to date. A Vega driver, like some of them are like thousands. Fair enough. Like, it's all very much the Japanese. Does it make you hit it further? No. Does it make you hit it straighter? It's just like buying a Bentley. Well, well I'm just going to say now, if you're going to buy some of these... Contemplate something else. You're a peacock. <laughs> um, if you know what that means. The last thing I want to talk about: hoodies at the open. There was people wearing hoodies. Yeah, I didn't see many though. Till Hatton had a hoodie on at one point. JT had a hoodie on at one point. And the reason we didn't see it because it's 25 degrees every single day. Yeah, I think it was more when it was just getting cooler towards the end of the uh, towards the end of the rounds. But this, we've all we spoke about it before. But this is what we need. We need more of this. If they're wearing them in the open, it's making golf more accessible. You don't need to go and spend a fortune. You can wear what you've got. Oh my god, I didn't yeah, drop my I phone. Mean... So Till Hatton had the Adidas Golf novelty novelty hoodie on. Peter Miller wore flex zip hoodie. Look, there was a few out there, I'm telling you. JT had one on. The only thing I would say is if you're gonna wear a hoodie, make sure it's a golf hoodie. Make sure it does still yeah. look smart. Um, yes. Yeah. That's the only thing I'm going to say on it because I, I I love the idea of them, but don't go just wearing freaking a sports hoodie because it looks like a stupid idiot with golf trousers on. What trackies trainers in a Nike hoodie? Yeah, what's wrong with that? Adidas are doing like a tracksuit pant now anyway. No, but I mean they're all golf, aren't they? So they actually look quite smart as a set. And my point is, don't just go and buy the hoodie and wear just it's, if so, it's if it's part of a set, it looks quite good. Yeah, so go and, go and buy a hoodie, get a sticker and write golf on it and stick it underneath the logo. <laughs> what a knob. <laughs> right, I think that wraps us up. Sure does. Thank you very much, everyone, for watching. Go and check out our YouTube page. Make sure you subscribe. Big red Pass button. the pod. Big red button. Pass the pod. If everyone passes this to five people... Ah, oh, we're going up the charts, baby! <laughs> so you'd be doing us a favour if you do that. And... That's it from us. Thank and just, just go and look on our story tomorrow, and I'll, I'm going to put a picture up of how we actually filmed this pod this morning. <laughs> because uh, we truly are in the car, and it is hot. It's very hot. But thank you all very much for listening. We hope you've enjoyed this week's open special, shall we say. And we will see you Woo. next week. Thanks for listening.